How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for an episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you guys on Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. Joined by Ben Goritz. Ben, say what's up to people. Everyone's like sports alerts on their phone just going off 30 seconds with all these transactions going on and all these sports. I mean, what a wild couple of days. Bro, it has been absolutely insane last couple of days. The MLB season, obviously, going through what they've been through the last couple of weeks, really pushed all that back. Um, NFL, guys, there's some crazy stuff going down as well. We figured since we only have one MLB topic to talk about currently, we'll start off with that. Also, before we get into everything, guys, our March Madness bracket is up. Group is named TP3 and the boys. Um, hit up me or Ben on social media if you'd like to get in. It's $10 entry for one bracket. Second bracket is another $10 as well, maximum of two entries. Um, tomorrow, our March Madness podcast will be getting recorded, and I'll put it out directly after and start promoting it. We're going to have Cody joining us for that one. So y'all know it's going to be a huge podcast tomorrow. Lots of good stuff on that one. But, guys, too much wild stuff's happened in sports, Ben. I mean, between NBA and college basketball, all this stuff going down is crazy. This might be the best month. I mean, outside of March Madness, this might be the best month period for sports, all the crazy news we're going to get. MLB guys, we still don't know where Carlos Correa is playing baseball. Anthony Rizzo, Trevor Story, just to name a few of the huge names. There's at least nine, eight huge names that can change the market. There's been lots of big trades. But Ben, we've got to talk about our hometown Braves, man. And Freddie Freeman is no longer going to be with the team. The Braves traded for Matt Olson yesterday, sending Christian Pache, Shea Langoliers, and a couple pitchers over in the, in the trade um today Matt Olson signs an eight year I believe it was 156 million dollar contract he's gonna be our first baseman of the future I honestly love the move I want to say this before that me and Ben give our thoughts on what all went down there's a lot to process yesterday um apparently this is the story is AA picks up the phone gives Freddie a call right before the weekend happens said Freddie where's your head at he said I don't know I'm still thinking he said all right we'll talk again on mon- on Monday Monday the Oakland A's picked up the phone called the Braves and they said yo y'all need to make this trade happen ASAP or else we're gonna go deal Matt Olson to somewhere else AA gave Freddie one more phone call Freddie said he still hadn't made his mind up decision was tough I don't know if y'all saw the video or not from the news it was all over Twitter AA was clearly choked up didn't really want to talk about it Tough scene, tough decisions have to be made, but that's what we pay them the big bucks for. Ben, give me your thoughts. He also says the hardest transaction he's ever had as an MLB general manager. Um, listen, it is tough when you trade a franchise player. Freddie has been with the Braves for a decade, and he's been the captain of the team pretty much since Chipper Jones left. Um even when McCann was still there, he was kind of the captain. Freddie, this was Freddie's team. Um, I think there's two things that can be true about this. I think you can be sad that Freddie Freeman is no longer an Atlanta Brave. Um, I think all Braves fans should be sad. I, I personally, sad. personally believe that. Uh, I, you know, I think if you want to wait till his career is over, I personally believe uh, number five should never be worn again. I, mm-hmm. I really do think he should go into the Braves Ring of Honor, Braves Hall of Fame and join the exclusive club that they have. Um, but you should be very excited about Matt Olson. Matt Olson's a hometown kid, played at Parkview High School. Um, you know, Jeff Francoeur played there. Mm-hmm. Matt Olson is a big bopping lefty. And the chop house better put some glass protector up because <laughs> he is going to hit moon balls over there. Listen, he his numbers are actually better than Freeman. He had higher war than Freeman last year. Uh, he's a multi-goal glove winner. 
He's a hometown kid. He uh, clearly um, wanted to stay because he got traded and signed an extension all in one. I think it's just a great, great job. Listen, if you're not going to have Freddie on this team as a first baseman, I think your next best option was Matt Olson. He had two years of arbitration coming up. The Braves said, screw that. Let's get you locked in now. And uh, extremely team-friendly team friendly deal. I mean, it's insane that uh, Alex Anthopoulos is able to lock up the Braves' top three hitters in Acuna, Albies, and Matt Olson, all on team-friendly deals. Acuna, let's be honest with everyone, he, they're going to have to redo his contract. <laughs> that is just, he's playing for cheap right now. Um, but the fact that they're locked in right now is incredible for the Braves. And the Braves lineup is just very, very dangerous. And at the end of his press conference today, when they were announcing that, uh, you know, Matt Olson arrived today, they were announcing some reporter said, hey, are you done? He smiled. He said, nope. So, listen, I, I think they need another outfielder. Yep. They definitely need another outfielder. I think they could use a left-handed starting pitcher as well. Um, so I don't think the Braves are done. But, um, you know, sad to see Freddie go. I will always love Freddie Freeman. I'm a believer that number five should never be worn again. And I'm also excited to have hometown kid Matt Olson back because he's going to put a lot of thump in that lineup. Yeah, um, you know, at first I was a little pissed off. I can't lie. It pissed me off a little bit in MLB when you don't pay to keep the guy, keep the, you know, kind of the, the guys who've been around a long time because the way I look at it in baseball is there's no salary cap. Why not reach out and spend the money? At the same time, he could have signed. Yeah, exactly. That's the way I look at it is like Freddie could have signed. I mean, the money was there, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure somebody called him and said, you know, we gave you the big contract when we sucked. We stuck with you when our team was not good. And then we went out and made the big moves, Freddie, to still try to make a playoff push even after our arguably best player on the team went down and we built a team around you to win you a World Series. You know, you could definitely – I'm sure that pitch was probably made to him and Freddie still didn't think about it. You know, I'm not going to say I have hard feelings towards Freddie at the end of the day. You know, you only live once. I'm sure his wife – I've heard a lot of it is his wife wants to move to New York or LA, you know, so I definitely get it there too with that. But I mean, it kind of at the same time makes me think about, you know, kind of like what, like Freddie, you're not going to receive, you know, I, I feel like there is a little hard feelings, but there's not at the same time, because at the end of the day, Matt Olson's going to be a great guy. When you think about it this way, do you really want to pay a 36? Do you really want to give a six year deal to a guy that's going to be, that's already 32 years old. He's going to be 38 at the end of that contract. I mean, look how that's turned out. For example, with the angels, with Albert pools, you don't want to be in that exact same situation. You know, Matt Olson, at the other hand, he's 27 years old coming off his best season as a pro. He's going to be in a better lineup now where there's not as much pressure on him. I think Olson's in a great situation. Ultimately, Ben, in AA, we trust, man. There's been so many Always. times where the, where the, you know, we've been like, what are we doing here? There's been so many times where that, you know, we've been, yeah, there's, a, let's put it this way, guys. Alex Anthopoulos gave away basically Alex Jackson and some cash for a team that helped us win the World Series at the trade deadline last year. I stand by any move he makes, and he made the right move here. Again, he replaced Freddie Freeman with a younger version of him that might even have more pop in his bat than Freddie did. But I do agree with you, Ben. Once Freddie Freeman's years are done, got to put his name up in the in the rafters. He's definitely a legendary Braves player. You know, he played the majority of his career here. Just saying, guys, Chipper Jones took a pay cut at the end of his career in the same situation. Freddie should have done the same thing, but I won't There's hold it a against difference. him. Yeah. There's a difference there. No, there's Chipper's definitely... from Chipper's from North Florida, who's which is Braves country I grew up in. Freddie Freeman's Canadian, born in Canada, uh, dual citizenship, and he's from California. I mean he didn't grow up a Braves fan. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with you there. There is difference. And also too, apparently the blue Jays name was popping up for a potential landing spot for Freddie. So every AL East team is on Freddie right now. (laughs) Yeah. I even saw the Red Sox emerge this morning. Even the Rays. 
Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Every single team's going to be in the, is going to have a hand in the pot for it. Um, yeah, it'll be Listen, the fact that the fact that he hasn't signed today, it's almost been two days since we got Matt Olson. Should tell Braves fans that a deal had to be done. You cannot wait around forever when you still have to make other moves. If this was your last move to make, sure, you can sit out. But the fact that Freddie still has not decided that that would be a problem because imagine Matt Olson goes somewhere else. Freddie goes somewhere else. Listen, I love the guy, but you don't want Anthony Rizzo as your starting first baseman at this point in his career. That team would be worse with Anthony Rizzo. So Anthopolis in the front office decided not to wait. They got their guy. I agree with you completely. I think that was the best player we could possibly get. And, you know, sometimes as much as you want to give Freddie some time, I mean, shit, Freddie, you've had since, I mean, you've had basically three years to think, two years to think about signing this extension. Like, you know, you've given him long enough. It's time to, Move on. I mean, it's a tough day for Braves fans, but I think it's one that we won't regret. I think I agree with you, though, Ben. I don't think we're done yet making moves. I mean, I'm hoping. I mean, I feel like Solaire and Rosario will probably be back, but, you know, I'm hoping maybe we can go out, spend the big bucks, maybe bring in Nick Castellanos. That would be nice to see something like that happen. Probably won't happen, though. But like I said, I guys. They need a, I just think they need a left-handed bat. We don't have a lot of lefties right now. Jock. Um, I, I personally don't really care for Jock. I'd rather Rosario, but my I want yeah. my top choice would be Michael Conforto. He's a guy that struggled in 2021 yeah. a little bit. He also had some injuries, so I think you can get him a little bit on a cheaper deal. Um, I he probably doesn't want to sign a one-year deal, but Alex Anthopoulos is unbelievable at the one-year prove-it deals. So the best situation for me was Conforto on a one-year deal, give him a prove-it deal if he plays well, extend him for another three, four years. So um you know, that, that's probably what I would look into, but I think you need a little bit left-handed bats. Uh, just, you don't want to be too right-hand, you know, too right-hand centered, but I would take Soler, Rosario, um, Conforto. I mean, listen, I would take Jock Peterson. I just think he's worse than Rosario. He's got more swag now. Hey, I agree with you completely on that one. I would much rather have Rosario as well. Ben, anything else on MLB before we get into the crazy, crazy NFL that's been going on? He's got like 21, 22 days, and it's weird that some of these big guys have not signed yet. I know. Me and Ben were text, me and Ben were texting back and forth. It was either on Sunday night or or yeah, it was Sunday night, I believe. And I was kind of texting Ben and I was like, dang, this guy went the he like because like it was weird because there were like wasn't big, big news in it just because it's baseball, I guess. It wasn't really anywhere. And I hadn't even really checked out Bassan's Twitter, but we were texting back and forth, and I was like, Ben, none of like the top 10 guys have signed somewhere. Like, what are they doing? <laughs> Spring training started, I guess, yesterday. Or today, uh, I got no answers. I don't know. I don't know what the wait knows. Yeah, I mean, it, it. I I assume I'm gonna say by the end of next week, all these guys will be in a new spot. So I feel like it'll probably maybe a week longer is all we'll wait. But I mean, guys are gonna be starting to team. I mean, no teams are gonna be ready to ramp up for the season. Ben, let's move over now to another Atlanta team who managed to make headlines today in a way that I did not expect, and that is the Atlanta Falcons are in in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. I had to give Ben a phone call immediately after work on Friday. Deshaun Watson is a free man. He avoided all criminal charges, thank God. Um, Look, we're not going to get into if he's innocent or guilty or anything that went on there. We're going to talk about it from the football perspective. Ben, it looks like the Browns, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Saints are all in on Deshaun Watson. This could have to do with Tom Brady coming back, which we'll talk about later. Ben, what are, what's your thoughts here on all this? Would you, where, do you think Deshaun – because, I mean, at the end of the day, Deshaun has to waive his no-trade clause and agree to a trade to any of these teams. Do you think Deshaun's going to agree to come to Atlanta? What do you think is going to happen here? I think he would waive it. Um, he's from Gainesville, Georgia, isn't he? 
He is. I mean, I would, I would imagine he grew up a Michael Vick fan. Um, he also, Deshaun Watson, he was a ball boy for the Atlanta Falcons practice and grew up going to practices all down there all the time. Cause he's from Gainesville around where the flower branch team facility is. He's got the Warwick Dunn connection. It was the former Falcons running back because Warwick Dunn, his, um, his main like charity he worked for was Habitat for Humanity, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, built a bunch of homes over the years. And one of the homes he ended up helping build was the one that Deshaun Watson grew up in. So. There's a couple, you know, he's probably been around Arthur Blank. He's probably been around the Falcons Falcons organization, just being from Gainesville and knowing work done over the years. So I would imagine he'd probably waive it. Uh, I don't know how this team financially could do it with Matt Ryan's contract. So I would imagine it has to be a three-team trade. Um, the, one, the more realistic option I've seen the most is the Colts. Yep. We'd get Matt Ryan. Um, and then just a bunch of picks would be thrown at Houston and probably a couple players just to – even out the cap, but I don't know. I think the Falcons, uh, you know, I think they're kind of just doing their due diligence. Uh, even if they don't get him, um, obviously I don't want him to go in division to the Carolina Panthers or the New Orleans Saints, but I'm just proud. This is like a new Falcons era. Like the Falcons under Arthur Blank have not really done like the big, big name free agents like they're going after with Deshaun Watson. I, I can't remember like who's our big free agent signing that we've had in the last couple of years. Like, was Dante Fowler, like, a big name? I mean... Todd Gurley, was, maybe? Yeah, like, these... But they were Actually, like, I think we traded for him. I mean, they... Big, big names that the Falcons do in free agency. It's just Atlanta sports in general. Like, the last, for some like, reason, all athletes love Atlanta. They love visiting. They A lot of them have houses here, but they don't like to play. The last times I really remember just going out and getting the big guy in free agency was when we brought in um, Jonathan Abraham... In free agency, yeah, that, that was, was so long ago. Mm-hmm. And then also uh, Dontari Poe, the year after we went to the Super Bowl, we cleared cap space. So I remember to bring him in and be our nose. But, like, you're 100% right, though. I mean, it really feels like the Falcons I've, I've don't make that huge I've always said about the Hawks. NBA players love Atlanta, whether mm-hmm. it's the food, strip clubs, entertainment, whatever. But the Hawks don't get big free agent moves. No, they definitely don't. Also, the Hawks, though, really haven't been in that winning situation and had that star player until we got Trey Young that we could attract. I mean, I'd say besides Dominique Wilkins, Trey Young's the second best player we've ever had in the history of the franchise. But, um, yeah, you know, I actually think getting Deshaun Watson is the move Atlanta needs. He's an Atlanta native. At the end of the day, I think exactly what you said. The trade's going to be Matt Ryan for a bunch of picks from Indianapolis. And if I had to guess, so we already have a, have a next year third-round pick, and we have this year's second-round pick from the Titans. So if I had to guess – our trade back to them will be the, all, all those picks right there, plus our first-round pick, plus next year's first-round pick, and whatever the Colts give us. The Colts should have plenty of picks to offer considering the fact they dumped Carson Wentz for some draft picks. So if I had to guess Atlanta's going to trade all that draft capital, go out, get Deshaun Watson, it'll probably be like I'd six trade, or seven I'd draft trade, picks. I'd probably trade saying? Grady Jarrett, too. He's in the last, I would say I'd probably trade Grady Jarrett. I mean, he's in the last year of his contract. If he's not going to resign, he's still a good player. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I don't know. NFL trading players is weird, honestly. I think, though, that, I mean, Matt Ryan makes a ton of money, and we do have cap space available. So I feel like that getting Deshaun Watson, we don't have to work any of it around. I don't know all of it in the weeds about the cap and stuff. I mean, NFL cap's very complex and difficult to understand. But at the end of the day, I think the trade's going to end up being all those draft picks we would get back for that. But yeah, I think that'd be the play Atlanta needs. Cause like I've always said, like we were talking about Ben when it came to college football. Look, our offensive line is decent. It's not great, 
you get Deshaun Watson in there who can run around and make plays with his legs, it can make up for a lot of your shortcomings on the offensive line. He's got a young weapon in Kyle Pitts. There's still some guys out there in free agency you can possibly bring in, or who knows, maybe you can use like a sixth or seventh round pick to trade for another wide receiver for cheap from a team. There always seems to be guys flying around. I mean, hey, maybe use that Ridley money and bring in Jarvis Landry and get him a weapon, you know? Um, I think bringing Deshaun Watson back would be absolutely electric. The fan base would get behind him and get re-energized. You know, I feel like ever since the Super Bowl season and then after we made the playoffs the year after, I feel like that season where we missed the playoffs ever since then, Atlanta fans have just kind of been, you know, getting pissed off about all our shortcomings and us losing these close games and whatnot. And I think bringing Deshaun Watson is the move that can re-energize Atlanta fans and get them excited about this football team again, you know? I agree. Randy and- coming back on the deflates it. <laughs> exactly but i will say this if he goes to the saints or the panthers especially the saints i might break everything in my apartment i i yeah, can't like it feels like a perfect like storm man the saints we don't have to deal with sean payton anymore we don't have to deal with drew Brees anymore they're the ain'ts again the last thing we freaking need is them getting to sean watson i mean right now the panthers starting quarterback is sam darnold I mean, I, like, like I told Panthers fans when I was at the Falcons-Panthers game last year, I hope Tim Donald's are starting quarterback for the next 20 years. So, I mean, ugh, I hope nothing happens there with all that. But, yeah, man, we'll see. Ultimately, it's Deshaun's decision. So, I'll, I hope Arthur Blank gave him the right pitch today is all, all we can hope for. I think he makes the decision quickly, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Like you told me on the phone, they have to eat the $30 million that they, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to eat the thirty million they owe him in a couple of days. So hopefully that something goes down there soon. Um, next talk topic up here. Let's stay in the NFC South. Ben, he's back. Tom Brady. Um, my first thing I'm gonna say is this pisses me off because he steals a lot of the thunder from March Madness starting up this week. Everybody just wants to talk about Brady coming back. Second off, it's kind of weird how everything went down. He's been retired from two weeks. Like I get it, man. NFL is a long, hard season. Take a lot of hits and whatnot, but at the end of the day, 40 days. Yeah, 40 days later. I didn't expect Brady to announce it that quick. Feels kind of weird to me. I mean, I guess he feels like Tampa Bay is still in the same decision. I felt like he was kind of annoyed and frustrated with Arians as well. So definitely interesting to see him come back. But you know, this division went from being up in the air and now to being Tampa's division again. What's your thoughts, Ben? It's still yeah, it's definitely Tampa's division. So um Listen, he didn't look like he needed to retire based on just ability to play the game anymore. He's still a stud. Throwing the most touchdowns in the league this past year, most yards do. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're back to the great. I, I don't know what exactly made him retire and what made him unretire. I mean, people are making the joke. It's like, damn, you hate your family that much. It's it's not that. He's just. You know, I don't know. Maybe he didn't think it through long enough. But uh, his wife, you know, Giselle, who's obviously very famous in her own uh, her own um, respects, mm-hmm. she put out a post that said we're fully supportive. So it's it's not like he's, you know, having family issues and they don't support him. I think the family fully supports him. I think they had a long talk and thought it over. He, I think he's one of those guys that he doesn't know what his identity is. He doesn't know what his identity as a human being is. His whole life up until this point has been football. And it's something that athletes can really struggle with. And I'm not saying Brady doesn't have a life outside of football. He started his own clothing brand this past offseason. He is uh, pretty big in investing stuff. He does a lot. Brady's very involved. He's not the type of guy that sits still. I just think he wasn't ready to give part of this part of this chapter up in his life. He, he feels like he can still mm-hmm. do it. So 
think he feels he feels like why not still do it. And uh, they re-signed their center Jensen. They just brought in Shaq Mason, who played with Brady um, in in New England as an offensive lineman. They're going to protect this guy like that, like like Brady's always been protected. And I expect them to win the division. I expect them to fight for the uh, number one, number two seed in the NFC and have a great chance at a uh, Super Bowl because that's what Tom Brady does. And you know, I'm not really ready. Listen, you can hate the guy. I mean, sure, he, you know, beat our Falcons, but I don't know. I wasn't, I'm not really ready for him to leave, like, because I know that he has so much more in him. So, you know, welcome back. Yeah, I think honestly, he probably got tired of kissing his kids on the lips. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had to make that joke. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, y'all know I'm a Brady hater. But yeah, man, you know, I think I feel like that is probably all the above you said. Also, too, I think, you know, he saw Rodgers come back. He saw Russell Wilson get traded out of the conference. He saw, you know, 49ers not land Aaron Rodgers or name. What basically, I feel like the way he sees everything play out, he thinks if, you know, if not all their wide receivers are hurt, I bet he thinks they could beat the Rams because they did almost come back and beat them. I think that's all those things combined are the reason why Tom Brady is coming back and playing football once again. And, you know, unfortunately, Ben, I think he made the right decision to come back again. I think he feels – I feel like to him, he looks at it as as long as he has a chance to win a Super Bowl, he definitely can. He sees how weak the NFC is, and he wants to take advantage of that. So, I think that he once again, he made the right decision. Um, yeah, I mean – Did they bring Godwin back? Yeah, Godwin got franchise tagged. Or no, no, I think he got a big – he either got yeah. a big deal or franchise tagged. I can't remember which one. They're, Leonard Fournette's what the one Fournette? they have brought back. back yeah, yet. that's – Okay, yeah. Yeah, so we'll see how the rest of free agency plays out. There's still a lot of big names to, to get pay, played out. Ben, yesterday, we probably – not only did we see our boy Foyer Aluicon go go move over to the Jacksonville Jaguars for $15 million. By the way, I would not have paid him $15 million a year. Smart move by the Falcons, but – He's the dude from Yale, right? Yeah, he is. Linebacker. Yeah. He's beast. But Christian Kirk – Four years, $84 million. Is this the worst contract of NFL free agency, Ben? Well, he's not on a wide receiver one. Um, so it might be. But I think everyone is focused on a little bit of the wrong thing. Everyone is focused on the player they got and the money they got, which, yeah, it, it, it might be a little ridiculous. I think you have to focus it on the Jaguars have to do something. And it's tough for them to probably convince the better wide receivers to come to them. But think about how bad that they've been for so long. They've never supported their quarterback. I don't want to say never, but they haven't done it in a long, long time, right? So now they bring in, I think they brought in Marvin Jones, they brought in Christian Kirk, and they brought in someone else. And now they might trade Leviska Chenault. But if you're Trevor Lawrence, you have to just say thank you. Like, give me a fighting chance at this point. They re-signed Cam Robinson, which – you know, probably means they're not taking an offensive lineman, number one. They're doing the – like, they're bringing in good football players, maybe not great. Like, Christian Kirk, I, don't, I wouldn't say he's great. He's probably not worth that money. But my point is, like, they have to do something. They have to try to be a winning football team. If they can get as many former Jaguar players out and new players in to build a new culture, I think you have to do it. Maybe they couldn't get an Allen Robinson. Maybe they couldn't attract a Chris Godwin. Um, Devontae Adams, who's obviously not going to go anywhere, but they're yeah. not going to get Devontae Adams. Like, they're not going to get these guys. So, listen, Christian Kirk is a pretty reliable receiver. He catches a lot of balls, doesn't drop a lot of balls, runs good routes. He's just not a wide receiver one. 
but you got to bring in good football players to try and change something. I don't know if I would. I mean, the contract it is what it is. Maybe maybe that's the only way they could get them. I don't know the details of it, but they haven't put together good football players in one locker room in a long time. Even when they went to the AFC Championship game, the defense was loaded. The offense was just having like a good year. I mean, like Blake Bortles mm-hmm. wasn't going to do it back to back years. Fournette kind of vanished after that. Like, you got to do something for Jacksonville. Yeah, um, I agree with you, Ben. It show like I like the move they brought in Brandon Sheriff. I like the move, you know, that they brought in Oluwakin. Like, I thought they made a lot of winning moves. You know, they they uh, Cam Robinson. I don't as understand well, Miles Jack. Getting rid of Miles Jack makes no sense. Well, I He's think they so got, good. I think they got a. I think Jack was his contracts up at the end of the year and he's gonna want a huge contract so they're like okay we can pay a Lewikin this and get rid of miles jack so i think that's more so what the move was with that than anything but i don't like this signing i think you way overpaid for somebody i get it you're trying to change the culture you're trying to get a new team and everything in there but it's not worth overpaying. I mean, you're not going to turn the, you're not making the playoffs this year, in my opinion, for the Jaguars. And you look at the rest of the NFC, you have arguably three teams that can make it from the West or for all four teams in the AFC West could make it. You're going to have, you're definitely not winning your division because the Colts are still going to be better than you guys. And so are the Titans. You're definitely, I mean, the NFC or the, uh, the North with the Steelers and all them, that division still stacked. All four of those teams are going to be competing for a playoff spot. I think it's a stupid move, honestly. I would have waited another year. I get it. You're trying to prove Trevor Lawrence. You're trying to build a team for him. Build his offensive line. Stick with what you got and then worry about it. Do not give Christian Kirk 40 years, $84 million. Who knows? Maybe they know something about Christian Kirk that I don't know. But I know for damn sure I'm not paying that kind of money to Christian Kirk, no. command. He's, huh? not a wide, he's not a wide receiver. Exactly. He's a, solid, he's a solid receiver, but not a wide receiver one. Exactly. That's the type of stuff that gets you in problems. That's like when the Wizards, I know obviously this isn't this isn't the NBA, but I mean I remember when the Wizards, when somebody dumbass team, I think it was like the Nets or something, offered Otto Porter Jr. like a max contract and the Wizards and matched it. it. What ended up yeah. happening? They had to blow their entire team up in order to get rid of him. Like that's the dumbest shit in my opinion. You don't just pay somebody because you got money. I don't disagree. But I do, I will say, I do agree with you that you got to switch the culture because the culture down there in Jacksonville is losing, losing, losing. They got to figure out something that would get a winning culture in there. Also, I think Allen Robinson just didn't want to return, you know? Maybe this is like maybe Christian Kirk just fits what Doug Peterson's offense is going to be looking like. Maybe he doesn't need a big physical receiver. I, I don't know. He had one when he was in Philly and now Sean Jeffrey, but yeah. We'll see. Hey, we'll see. Hopefully, Doug Peterson has some sort of plan and they know something that we don't know because right now that was idiotic. Um, Guys, we had a lot of other big topics happen. I actually completely forgot this even happened because I was so consumed by March Madness over the weekend. Ben had to remind me. Chargers, man, they go out and spend the big bucks. Chargers go out, get Khalil Mack and bring in J.C. Jackson. Ben, the question here is, are the Chargers the favorite to win the NFC or to win the AFC West? I'm going to say this. This is kind of a answer I hate giving, but it's the answer I have to give here. As long as Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes are in your division, I'm picking him to win the division every single time. Now, do I think the Chargers are the second best team in the entire AFC? Absolutely. And the problem is they play in this division. Look, the Broncos, they went out, got Randy Gregory today. Huge move for them. Broncos are going to be legit now. They have two pass rushers and they have Russell Wilson. But 
I, I still love this move by the Chargers, man. They prove that they want to bring in the defensive guys. That was their big problems, their defense. Now you got Bosa and Khalil Mack, arguably two of the best. I'd say those are two of the top eight best, not maybe even five best pass rushers in the entire NFL. You bring in J.C. Jackson. You already have Derwin James in your secondary. And who's, who's their other corner? Asante Samuel. Yeah, and Asante Samuel Jr. in there. Now you have stacked corners. You have Kenneth Murray in the middle. I mean, this Chargers defense is absolutely loaded, and you have Justin Herbert on a rookie contract. It's always those QBs on the rookie contracts who do it. Justin Herbert's easily one of the five most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. I think the Chargers send the right message to Justin Herbert and this team. This is the right move. You brought back Mike Williams as well on that three-year, $60 million deal that I thought was a little overpaying for, but you got to do what you got to do to keep your guys around. Man, I love what the Chargers are doing. They're proving to Herbert that they're going to build a winning team around him, and I think they are a Super Bowl contender. Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to win the division because there's a bad, bad man in that division. They still got one flaw. It's the same flaw they had from last year. And it has Brandon nothing Staley? To do with, yeah, it's got nothing to do with the players they bring in or players that they let go. Can their coach figure out a way to coach in the fourth quarter in close games? The only answer to that is, is by letting the season start and, and just watch it because I don't know. Because last year I feel like he lost a lot of games by being really aggressive, and I'm fine with being aggressive, especially when you have an offense like they do. You know, Eckler's a really good running back. Uh, Herbert can even run for you on the fourth and shorts. But you have to outplay someone. You have to outcoach someone to win tough football games. Last year they got outcoached in, in a lot of big games, and – you can add as much talent as, as you want, but your coach is still making the decisions. And, uh, and he lost a lot of games from them last year. I think he's going to learn from that. He was a rookie head coach, so you should be able to learn from that. But when it's going against the Nandy Reed, I mean, Nandy Reed's just an NFL legend when it comes to coaching. So I still think the Chiefs have the advantage there. This division, every single team has two or more elite pass rushers. Um, the Raiders, who I think are just going to be the forgotten team in this division, even though they're a good football team, have Max Crosby and um, help me out. It's the guy with the uh, last name starts with an N. Oh, um, if from LSU, um, Ngano or something. I can't. No, that's that's not right. That's, the, he was from the Giants. I yeah, think. but in Galway, Yannick in Galway. There we go. Thank you. Um, two very good pass rushers, especially Max Crosby. He deserved to get paid. So congrats to him. He that guy has an absolute stump with a great story behind it. Um, the Chargers now have. Uh, Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, the Broncos, Bradley Chubb will be back from injury, and they just signed um, Randy Gregory, who told the Cowboys he was coming back and decided not to come back. I wouldn't be shocked if Von Miller can come back on a on a um, shorter term deal, since we all know he loved Denver. And the Charger, I mean the Chiefs. Chiefs have everyone. They have Chris Jones. They have. I think they still have Melvin Ingram, I think. And who's the third one? Uh, Frank Clark. Yeah, and Frank Clark. So absolutely loaded at the quarterback position, loaded at the uh, skill player position in every team, and loaded at the pass rushing. So division's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, this division is literally like – this is the division of death. I mean, there's almost most certain one of these teams is going to have to deal with injuries the, and whatnot and have the to baseball last version place. of this is the, the baseball version of this is the AL East. Every team is good. Exactly, yeah. And there's always going to be the team that deals with the injuries and that ends up being the team that loses out. There's always going to be the one team that gets beat up on. But, man, it's going to be some fun football to watch out west at that 4 o'clock hour in the NFL this season. Um. Let's get to our final topic of the show here. Last bit. Actually, wait, just kidding. We have two more topics, actually, guys. 
Um, currently, Cleveland Browns, they trade for Amari Cooper from the Cowboys. Jerry Jones and them are dumbasses for paying all their money to Zeke and Dak and all those guys, not saving enough to keep Amari around there. At least they end up having C.D. Lamb. Ben. They did sign Michael Gallup. Oh, yeah, they did resign Michael Gallup as well, but he is coming off a torn ACL. And Dalton Schultz, I think. Yeah, a lot of question marks there. I think they used the tag on Schultz. But um, then Amari Cooper on the Browns now. Is this the move the Browns need to take their offense to the next level? Can he nope. do what Odell Beckham wasn't able to do? Jarvis Landry had a decent career there, so I'm not going to bash on Jarvis Landry, who got cut loose and is currently a free agent. Is this the guy they need, Ben? It has nothing to do with Amari Cooper when you got Baker Mayfield playing quarterback. See, I just think, man, Baker Mayfield's got to stay healthy. Baker Mayfield stays healthy. I think he's going to be able to get the ball to Amari Cooper, and I think, honestly, Cooper is an upgrade over Landry and Odell. Odell, I I think so. I just don't think – like, Baker's in the category that he's in, like, the Kirk Cousins category. He's – it's literally a week-by-week quarterback. Sometimes he's throwing three interceptions and looks awful. Sometimes he looks like an elite quarterback, and there's never been consistency. I don't think adding Amari Cooper and – Getting rid of Landry is going to find the consistency for him. Um, Baker Mayfield has to get healthy. Last year, I don't think is the is the version of Baker Mayfield that he truly is. That man was banged up all over his body. Um, I just, I mean, no, I, I, I don't think this helps Baker that much just by adding one guy. I mean, Amari is not that much better than Jarvis Landry to me. He, he's better, but like. I don't know. CeeDee Lamb came in right away and took over the wide receiver one from Amari Cooper. And Amari Cooper also has injury issues. So I don't think this helps the Browns all that much. I think it's, you know, if Landry wanted out, then it's a move you probably had to make. But I I think it's just the same Browns. I think they're a good football team that's going to run the football and play with their defense. And they have to rely on Baker Mayfield to not turn the ball over. I don't think he's capable of it on a consistent basis. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I mean, I think Baker Mayfield is capable of it. I just think he's got to be healthy, man. I mean, look back to that. That team was playing with Kansas City for four quarters and some, or for three and a half quarters and some change, you know, in the NFC, AFC Championship a couple years back, or I guess now two years back. I think back to that game, and I think back to everything that's happened to the Browns over this period of time. Man, I feel like if the Browns can just keep everybody healthy, man, they can go ahead and make that run. They dealt with a lot of injuries last year, and Joku was banged up. Landry missed some games. Nick Chubb missed some games. Um, Kareem Hunt was missing some games. You know, Miles Garrett missed some games. That entire team was very banged up. I think the Browns keep everybody healthy. I think this is a team that can win this division. We have breaking news. What? Uh, it's actually not that big of news, but former Texans quarterback Tyrod Taylor intends to sign a two-year $17 million deal with the New York football giants. Interesting. Um, a little competition for DJ. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. That What that tells me is there's going to be a little competition with Daniel Jones. And that also tells me is that new head coach is not exactly – I think I th- let's put it this way. I think it's a good thing for Daniel Jones that he gets a little competition. You know, he doesn't need to feel like he has the starting job no matter what. Daniel Jones – A lot of fire under his ass. Exactly. A lot of fire under his ass to see what he's made of with his back up against the wall. If he can't play with his back against the wall, that's not the type of guy you need. You need to go ahead and move on from him. I think the Jaguars also signed Evan Ingram, who was on the Giants before. Giant, the Giant fans I know are happy about getting Ingram gone because he just can't catch the football. 
Yeah, I, f- I feel like that would be a good thing for him to get out of there. He played with Eli Manning in an, in an apt part of his career, and you also played, you know, with Daniel Jones, who, I mean, Daniel Jones yeah, makes one play and looks like he's going to be good, and then he makes another play, and you're like, how the hell is this guy starting an NFL quarterback? So, you know, I think that I th- I think that I think it's a good change of scenery for him for sure. Um, we also we also have more breaking news. Okay. Switching sports real quick, the Atlanta Braves have signed Colin right-handed pitcher Colin McHugh. Oh, I like that. Two-year contract worth ten million dollars. Pretty nice signing. I'd rather a lefty, but pretty nice signing. I like McHugh. Yeah, that's a nice signing right there as well. A our boy he was good with the Rays. added again. Yeah, he was good our, with the Rays last year. Our boy AA is added once again. Last topic we got to talk about before we get out of here, guys. Ben Mitchell Trubisky. It looks like he's going to get another shot at it, man. He's in Pittsburgh. What do you think? Can Trubisky good for him. Listen, I I think it's good for him. I think he deserves another chance at a starting quarterback job. I want people to remember he took two Matt Nagy offenses to the playoffs. Uh, I'm in, I'm impressed by that. <laughs> Matt Nagy is one of the most incompetent offensive play callers, probably behind um, Jason Garrett. What he did for the Giants, calling a QB sneak on third and whatever he did multiple times in a row. I think Trubisky deserved it. Uh, I think Trubisky deserves a fighting chance over like a Marcus Mariota and. No, no offense to Marcus Marietta, but Trubisky's better. Um, I think this is a good fit. Um, it's a cheaper option than than your than a Jimmy G because you have to trade for Jimmy G. Um, Trubisky was a free agent. I think it's a good start over for him. I think he fits what the Steelers want. I think he's going to work hard. Um, go in there, work hard, and and give it everything he got. And if it doesn't work out, they could draft a a young guy this year if they really wanted to because the Trubisky deal is, I think, a two year deal, right? Yeah. So if they wanted to, they can draft a young guy um, and either use Trubisky as a bridge or just to see what Trubisky got and sit the young guy for at least a year. So I think the Steelers have some options here. Steelers football, the brand of Steelers football is defense and running the football. They signed uh, Levi Wallace today from the Bills, uh, which means they're probably going to let Weatherspoon go in the secondary. But listen, their defense was good last year. It should be good again. It usually is under Tomlin. We know they can run the football. They signed an offensive lineman today. I can't remember his name. Um, so they're, you know, they're going to build the offensive line to protect Mitch. Mitch is a guy that can run. You mentioned with Deshaun Watson, Mitch can run. So I think it's a good fit. I think he deserved the chance. I think it's a good fit for him to show the rest of the NFL what he can do because he's still a young guy. He got to learn under Josh Allen and under Brian Dable, who's the offensive mm-hmm. coordinator and quarterback coach. So. I'm happy for Mr. Trubisky. I think he's an easy guy to root for. Yeah. So Josh Allen was actually wildly inaccurate when he was in college and when he, and even in the NFL his first two years. And then his third year, he literally went from being accurate to like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, a lot of people said, Oh, that's an anomaly. He's not going to do it again. Well, what did he do again? He, he put up an even better season this year or this last year. I think Dayball might have that little bit of magic and maybe sprinkle a little bit of it on Mitch Trubisky here and kind of brought Trubisky together. I mean, I watched Trubisky play Which in North could be Carolina. Good for Daniel Jones. Yeah, exactly. I watched Trubisky play when he was in North Carolina, and I watched what the Trubisky did to Florida State in a game. I watched what he did in a lot of games in the ACC. Trubisky is a baller and a big game player. Like you said, Ben, he did make it to the playoffs. I mean, he lost that. He put his team in a position too to win a playoff game, but his kicker doinked a game-winning field goal, Eddie Pinero, in that game. So, I, I think they went like thirteen and. 12 and 4, 13 and 4, whatever. Yeah, they won the division. 
Yeah, they were really good as rookie season. I yeah, they were really good as rookie season. Exactly. And like like you said, he had an idiot head coach. I personally still believed in Trubisky. I thought whenever he'd get his next chance, he could make an impact. And look, I think Pittsburgh, he's going to have a great defense. All he's got to do is make smart plays with the ball in his hand and use his legs to make a couple magical plays later on in the game. He's got playmakers. You know, he's got Claypool. He's got Juju. He's got Deontay Johnson. He's got Najee freaking Harris, for crying out loud. Probably one of the five most talented running backs in the league. I think Mike Tomlin also, I feel like Mike Tomlin just has this swagger that he just brings around everyone on the field. I mean, think about it. Mike Tomlin and this team was winning games with Duck Hodges. They almost made the playoffs. I mean, they literally had to win their last game of the season to get in with Duck freaking Hodges and Mason Rudolph me, starting all the games. I love the move. Let me ask you something about Jimmy G. Product of his environment, or is he that good? Because Jimmy G's won a lot of football games, but think, but he played on the Patriots. He was coached by the greatest coach, and he had a pretty good roster. And now he's playing on an offense that really does everything for him. You get the ball to Debo Samuel, whether you hand it off or throw him a screen, he goes for it. Brandon Ayuk's the speedster. Kittle's a top three tight end. Like, good coach, good scheming coach. Like, is he a product? Of, my the, the reason why I'm asking is, could Mitchell Trubisky do what Jimmy G has done for the 49ers? I don't see a big difference in Jimmy G and Mitchell Trubisky. One's think- mobile. Yeah, I think Trubisky's way more talented than Jimmy G is. Look, I think if I Jimmy think he's G gotten did, a bad rap because of Matt Nagy, that's that's my point. No, I agree with you completely. I think Jimmy, I think Mitchell Trubisky's actually one of the most talented quarterbacks to come out. I mean, there's no way that he was able to trick people into going number one overall and not be that freaking talented. <laughs> two, you know? I, think. I think he went two. Yeah, yeah, Eric Shaw, I think you are. I think it was Bosa went one, and then he was number two. But yeah, you know, he is. I think he definitely is insanely talented. But on top of that. I personally think if Jimmy G didn't go to the Patriots and the 49ers, he would have flopped and probably never even been an NFL starting quarterback. Now, I do think Jimmy G is an above. I think he's like right in that above average category, but I don't yeah. think he goes in the good category. I think he's above average, but I think it's because of what he learned playing with the Patriots under Brady and then playing with the 49ers under Shanahan. Listen, I don't want to take anything away from Jimmy G. His record is tremendous in the NFL, and that's something that you should be proud of. And it's not easy to do. I'm just saying – I think he's a little bit of a product of his own environment. He's had a good, he's had a good, uh, good situations around him, and but he's taken advantage of it, so he deserves props for it. I just think Jimmy G, like Jimmy G's, and I'm gonna bring him up again. Jimmy G's in the Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield category. Like the the one above that is like a Derek Carr, right? But you know, the Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, they're all. Baker Mayfield, Matt Ryan, they're all, I think, I think if you put Matt Ryan on the 49ers last year, I think they win a lot of football games as well. I think if you put mm-hmm. Matt Ryan on the Vikings last year, I think the Vikings win just as many games, if not more, with Matt Ryan over Kirk Cousins. I think, I, I think those quarterbacks are all interchangeable. I think they're all good, but not great. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you completely on that, Ben. I, I think they're all kind of the same guy, you know. Um, and it's hard. Listen, it's hard to be a good NFL quarterback, and people want you to be good right away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes guys a little bit longer, right? Think about who we already talked about. Think about who Mitchell Trubisky, he got – he started his rookie year, right? Drafted and started his rookie year, I believe, for the Bears. Yeah, he did. Yeah, so now he's gotten to learn by a guy who's an MVP caliber guy and Josh Allen. Don't you think he's probably picked up on a couple things in the film room, on the field? I mean, I think he deserves a chance. So um, I think Marcus Mariota is a guy that might deserve a chance too. Everyone remembers him from the Heisman mm-hmm. days at Oregon. 
listen, he may not have worked out, but he's been a backup in the league for a while. He's had to pick up on something. So, um, listen, if Tyron Taylor can be a starting quarterback, I, I think Marcus Mariota and, and uh, Trubisky absolutely deserve a chance as well. So they can be manageable guys, I think. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100% on all that, Ben. I think those are very valid points you make right there. I, I'm excited, though, to see what Trubisky can do, man. I mean, good organization. The Steelers don't make a lot of mistakes. Mm-hmm. This could be another non-mistake made by the Steelers once again, bringing in Trubisky. So it'll be interesting to see how everything plays out there. Ben, anything else you think we need to uh, talk about before we get up out of here, man? I think that's it. Tomorrow we will bring you the March Madness one. That's always chaotic, but we always have a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, looking forward to a lot of laughs with you and Cody tomorrow. A lot of us being wrong in predictions, but uh, the best time of the year. Yeah, you know, guys, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. I feel like this year is going to be my year where I pick the perfect bracket, make a million dollars, quit my job, <laughs> and move. <laughs> I'm completely joking. I'll be, yeah, let's put it this way, guys. If I win a million dollars, Every single person that listens to this podcast and gives me the and gives me the code TP3 always wins. Tweets that at me within 30 minutes of my bracket going perfect. I'll give you a thousand dollars for free, Ben. Just for being on the podcast right now. If I win the million dollars, have a perfect bracket. I'll give you 5K just for free, just for <laughs> being my friend. Anyway, guys, let's all hope I have the perfect bracket so we can all win together. We appreciate everyone who tuned in. I'm very excited for tomorrow. Ben, I appreciate you coming on once again, man. It's always a pleasure to talk sports with you. It's the highlight of my day every day we hop on here. Always a lot of fun, man. All right, guys, we'll talk to you all again soon, and hope everyone tunes in tomorrow.